Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kingdoms Queens podcast. We are officially about halfway through the season. Why does this background not want to work for me right now? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, there we go. We are officially halfway through the season. Uh, off of Halloween weekend. Sorry, we're a few days late and a few minutes late tonight, but that's okay. Um, yeah, let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about. A lot happened around the league this week, and Chiefs obviously had a terrible loss against the Broncos. Um, you know, they had defeated us. No, they had defeated us. We had defeated them 16 right. times in a row, and it was inevitable that eventually you know, they were going to beat us, but it, you know, it was just one of those games. And so we'll get into all of that, but I'm your host, Lexi. And I'm Jody. Chrissy is out today. We miss you, girly. We feel better and we'll see you very, very soon. Rest yeah. up. We know she'll probably come and listen in on us in a little bit. So yeah, um, yeah, no, um, last week was rough, but We'll get into that in a little bit. We normally maybe talk about some of the things that happened around the league in week eight. So let's get into it. Uh, I know there was a topic you wanted to start with. So go ahead. Well, it was a very uh, spooky Halloween for the Raiders because they ended up at midnight on Halloween firing their head coach, uh, Josh McDaniels, their general manager, and then appointed. Um, Gosh, what's his name? Uh, Antonio, Antonio Pierce yeah. was their uh, linebackers coach. He is now their interim head coach. And he seems, I mean, I know he was a former player, so he's kind of in tune with the players there. Um, but who knows? Who knows how that'll go? It's kind of like a, it reminds me of like a Jeff Saturday for the Colts from last season. Yeah, uh, they just well, they, they fired not only the head coach, they fired the GM and they fired the OC. Yeah, and, and the offensive going back through now and refilling all of those positions. And I'm just like, so a, a lot of people are like, so should they have been done this? Is this something that should have been done a long time ago? Why did they pick week eight out of all the weeks to finally go ahead and like make this move? Um, their owner, they were talking, he was talking today and he was just like, you know, we felt like because the trade deadline was coming up, maybe this was a great time for us to go ahead and make that move with, you know, letting these people go. And I guess trying to get back on track for their season. I mean, I, I mean, their record isn't horrible, but no, I mean, uh, they, and I, I can be totally wrong. I'm off here. I think they're what three and four right now. So, I mean, they're, the thing is, is, in the NFL right now, there are a ton of teams whose records are not what we thought that they would be. So, you know, it is week eight and they do have time to still salvage their season. I really not, I'm not sure how much they're going to be able to do that, but they still have time to. And it's a very high possibility, which I highly doubt that they get a wild card. But I mean, if you're going to make that adjustment and try to go after it, you know, now's the time to do it. And that's what they did. Go Sharks. <laughs> 
Did you also see um, there was a lot of controversy today with the writers because they wished Jimmy G a happy birthday? Well, yeah, so we didn't mention that. So not only did they fire all these people, but they also benched Jimmy G, their $40 million quarterback, uh, for their Aiden O'Connell rookie who just – he's actually <laughs> – you know, so Jimmy G was he was injured earlier this season and Aiden O'Connell had to step in and he actually did yeah. really well. Um <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Jimmy. <laughs> Good job there. Um, you know, it you hate to see it, but as a Chiefs fan, we love to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I wish all I don't necessarily wish all bad things on the Raiders, but I do wish them to have a tanking season and to not be who they think they are. Are they competing competing anyway? No. No. Are they ever competing? No. (laughs) They're like barely there, but good job. But I will say though, it is interesting that they are making these moves now and we haven't played them yet. We don't play them until the back half of our schedule. So who knows what can happen with that team? We didn't even play them until like Thanksgiving. Exactly. We're just holidays with the Raiders this year. (laughs) I know. I hate it. But I mean, who knows what this uh, LB coach might be able to come in here and do. He might be able to – I mean, their defense has been playing good. So, I mean, he might be able to come in here and – well, I don't I don't know. Probably not. Just, you know, trying to stay optimistic for the Raiders because it's a hot mess over there. It's a hot <laughs> mess. But what do we expect from the Raiders? That's all we expect. Raiders going to Raider. Raiders going to Raider. <laughs> That's all it is. So. Raiders going to Raider. I will say the only um, – Enough about the Raiders. I guess the only other thing that kind of happened last week that was super tragic was uh, Kirk Cousins with the Achilles. That really sucked. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think a lot of, he's I like think a, a quarterback. I know. Well, not too much. I mean, you know? <laughs> he's, the, he's the assistant. But, <laughs> I, but you're, you're kind of right, though. I feel like a lot of people kind of learn to love Kirk Cousins, especially after watching quarterback last yeah. season, just seeing how he is as a family man, how his family is in general, what his chemistry is like with that team. And, you know, it, it really sucks to see him go down with one of those kind of injuries because, you know, a lot of some people are like, you know, is this going to end his career? Is he even going to be with the Vikings next year? Is he going to play with a different team next year? So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of things up in the air now since this injury has occurred. So, I just I just feel for the guy. He was actually having a really great season, too. He's number two in passing yards under Tua and right above Mahomes. So, he's, like, right in the middle there. He was really – I mean – Granted, their record record doesn't quite say the same, but they were kind yeah. of on a win streak there for a little bit, and I actually thought they were about to turn things around. So, you hate to see it for a guy like that. He was just doing so well. Um, yeah. We wish him the best. We wish him a speedy, speedy recovery. Um, Maybe he can be like Aaron Rodgers and in six weeks be on the field throwing footballs and letting the world know, "Hey, I'm back." Like, and at that point, and he did, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers said, like, he was going to try to give Kirk, I think they've already been in contact. He's been giving Kirk, like, his recommendations and all that good stuff. But, you know, to Aaron Rodgers, you know, we're not big Rodgers fans here, but to his point, he's recovered quickly. <laughs> and it's not yeah. for that injury. So, yes, credit, like, good job. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a crazy situation. Yeah, um, 
And they did bring in Joshua Dobbs. So Joshua Dobbs went from the Cardinals to the Correct. Vikings. And the Cardinals yeah. do it. I think they expect Kyler Murray to come back pretty soon here. He's practicing. He? He's practicing. Well, I know, but like, is he? We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I guess his window is coming up to where it is. They did project him to come back at the end of the season. Yeah. And we're halfway through the season right now. So, you know. Yeah. We also didn't expect Jalen Ramsey to be already coming back and making big plays. He His recovery went super fast, and he's already back on the field, and people were expecting his to be season-ending too. So you never know what's kind of going on now with doctors and medicine. They're clearly showing us things that we've never seen before. <laughs> so if Kyler Murray comes back, I think that's great. I think I know, right? And I think they're still trying to figure out who they want to. I feel like all of us know that they're supposed to be a tanking team, but they don't. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's happening there. It's like, why rush Kyler back? Yeah. You know, because they would really suck if you rushed him back and then he was to get injured or to tweak something or something like that again. So I don't know. Imagine. It's it's not. He's been out for a long, long time. So yeah, yeah. And a quick little shout out to Ross's daughter, Yara. I know. I just put that up there and waved her. I wanted to give her a shout out though by name. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for being here. And All right. Well, this number women women are in football. You can do whatever so, you want. Do what you know. <laughs> look at you inspiring the young girlies. You we're know, trying. we're trying over here. Keep keep going, <laughs> young girls. Keep going. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and just kind of talk about last week. Um, I know there is not a ton to talk about last week with this Chargers and this Broncos away game. Um, really rough game, rough, rough game. Um, a lot of people did not expect for the game to go the way that it did. I will say there were some people who thought that this could possibly be a trap game. Having three division games back to back to back in a row That's is not ideal for any NFL team. Um, and I think that there is a lot of, no, I'm not going to say that, but I think that there is a lot of things. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but I think that, you know, this team really shocked us and the world with how they looked on this past Sunday. So what are your just quick, immediate thoughts about the overall game? All of the things that I feel like we could name probably 15 things right now that went absolutely wrong with the game. It was more than one thing that deterred us from winning this game. So what are your quick thoughts? And we could just kind of get into that conversation. Um, so it was not ideal, but like you said, it's not ideal to have three division opponents in a span of three weeks. And the first Broncos game, I felt like we were going to win no matter what it was at home. There never felt like it was a vibe that like we lost the momentum yeah. Even though it was not high scoring, it was never like, oh, okay, like the Chiefs are going to lose this. It always just felt like we were, we had it figured out the whole entire game. Though, uh, you know, and then the Chargers, and then we really figured it out against the Chargers, and that was a great game that yeah. was going on all three sides of the ball. Um, and then you have the Broncos again, and I'm not surprised that they figured out a way to win. I think most of us said, at, well, I know you and I said at the beginning of the season, um, like, it's kind of I, – I was expecting a, a loss to the Broncos this year, and I did kind of think it would be the away game. It's a hard environment. You know, they went in. It's like 20 degrees. It was snowing. It was freezing. Altitude. We were not expecting it to be a, a, a snow game, even no. though it was a snow game, if that makes sense. 
It's crazy. Um, it's like crazy altitude, crazy altitude that they're dealing with, which they should know kind of how to adjust to, but it, it is what it is. It's the same thing every year. I, every time I go to Denver, I get sick like the first day because I just, I can't adjust to the altitude. Yeah. So I get it. Um, and then on top of that, you have Mahomes with the flu, which that's just not ideal. And I, I know like, you know, Michael Jordan had his flu game and so that's what we were all expecting because Mahomes is one of the greats, but he's also playing in the elements. Michael Jordan is playing in an indoor stadium, like an indoor facility. So, and I have a few things about that. So my thing is like, if Patrick is as sick as if you, if you have the flu and clearly the flu is going around the locker room, CEH is not even traveling. Right. So clearly the flu or something is going around the locker room right now. And if you're not good enough to play I don't want you to go out there and even put yourself in harm's way just because no. you don't know you might get vertigo you might get when I have the flu I don't even want to get out of my own bed no let alone go play a whole entire travel on a plane go play a football game so you know for me and I understand the importance of this game it's a division game it's a rival we've had this winning streak against them for so long and Patrick is never going to sit down. I think we also know that. Patrick can have his whole left leg cut off and he's going to want to go and play the game, right? He can have his throwing arm cut off and he would try to throw with his left arm. Like, exactly. Like, and he has thrown with his left arm, right? So I think for me... Against the Broncos, I will say. And exactly. So I think for me, it's like, okay, well, if Patrick knows that he's not really good enough to play, maybe he should actually rest and be ready to go for this week. But at the same time, he's very much a competitor. He's not going to sit down. He's always going to go out there and put his best. We've seen that from him all last season of being hurt or sick or whatever and going out and having a great game. So, yeah, I do agree. I This game, um, I, I thought we were I thought we were going to lose a division game this year. I don't know if I thought it was against the Broncos. I thought we would lose once the Chargers, just being honest. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Broncos, they did have a really good game the week prior, you know, and they just kind of brought that same energy going into this week. There were so many things that we just did wrong on the offensive side of the ball. They could not even get any type of chemistry or anything. They could not get anything in sync. And I think that what makes it even worse is most of the possessions that the Broncos had, they got the ball within their own 30 or their own 40 every single time. So they didn't have to go all the way down the field right. to score on us. They had at least three possessions within the 30 to 40. So, I mean, that's short yard, short yardage for them to be able to go in and score, which, I mean, that's what they should want to do as a defense and an offense. They did exactly what they were supposed to do against us. And, and we just, we had no answers for them at all. No. And it, I mean, honestly, it was just an embarrassing performance. That's mm -hmm. all you can really say about it. It's a bummer and it happens. And the Chiefs, if you know us, we tend to do that at least once or twice a season. Um, I, we not. And it's always, <laughs> not. Right. It, it's always against the teams it shouldn't be against. And it's so frustrating. Um, and you, I think us as fans and them as a team went into this game being like, ah, oh, it's an easy win. It's an easy dub. Yeah. Right? Write them off. And I think they will never admit that they would never admit that, but I think that's honestly what happened. And they got, you know, they got shown up for it. There was, so my thing is, what do you think was, and there were a lot of issues of this game. And I've seen so many debates on the timeline this week. I feel like I've listened to a ton of different, like, 
podcast this week. We have a lot of people in the listeners right now supporting us. Shout out to y'all who all have their own podcast, an amazing podcast, too, with Chiefs Kingdom. So I've heard a lot of just conversations this week about what was the bigger problem? Was it Sky Moore drop or was it the Miko muff fumble, muff punt? And I don't know. I mean, I think they were both equally as terrible. They were both equally as terrible, right? But I do believe that that Miko muff punt gave them such great field advantage. And we were with them until literally the fourth quarter, which makes no sense. That speaks so highly of our defense and how good they are. It was nine to 14 up until, or no. Yeah. Yeah. 14. Yeah. 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Exactly. And that's when McColl <laughs> and you know, I will give McColl credit. He did say he took ownership on Twitter. He said, you know, this loss is on me. And I'm like, McColl, this loss is not fully on you. Like there were so many things that went wrong. We turned yeah. the ball over. This was, that was second or second half. The first Correct. half turned over the ball three times. Three times. Mm-hmm. Like you can't yeah. do that and then expect to win a game. Yeah. And you know, it's and if you do, that is very lucky. Um, yeah, that means the other team is really underperforming, and those turnovers were rough. A team and you know, that many times is not going to allow you to make that many mistakes and not capitalize on you. Like they're absolutely. going to us, and that's the thing. But they really didn't capitalize, right? The Broncos should have had more than no, four. They actually, didn't, but they did. Yeah. They they just ran out the clock so very well that they just ran the ball. They yeah. didn't run it out of bounds, so they kept running it in bounds, and then they never – it just – the clock just kept running. Yeah. We never – I mean, we were on the field maybe twice in the second in half. The half of like, that's yep. crazy. That's – and that's smart, though. That's how you win football games against the yeah. Chiefs. You do not put the ball in Patrick's hands. The problem is, and that's where the altitude comes in their favor, where our defense – I know Chris Jones struggles in that altitude there. I mean, you could tell yeah. he was gassed by the end of that, like – he just that look on his face. He's like, I'm still in here, but my God, like, I can't. See, even- I don't know, though, Lexi. I think that the defense would have been gassed regardless of what city it was in because they well, were up. Yeah, so bad. Bad. Like, the offense, even worse. I mean, I was tired watching them be out there. I was literally like, oh my God, defense, get a stop. Get, please just get us. And they would get the first down stop, they would get the second down stop. And I'm like, okay, there's no way they're going to convert on this 36. Or no this third and five, and then what happens? They go out and score, or they score, uh, convert on a fourth down. And I'm like, there's no way this is literally happening right now. But I want to go back to something you said about Miko Harmon, so I'm going to rewind a little bit. I agree. Um, I will say I like that he did take accountability for what he did because, yeah, it, it sucked. It, I mean, you, just being as transparent as you can be, it, it did suck that he had that much fun. I do like that he had accountability, but we kind of spoke about this yesterday. I said this to you. I said, it feels like Miko is trying to prove a point to like the world that he's still like that, that he's still a great player. And it's really unfortunate because it kind of comes across as insecure. I know as soon as he left the Jets, the head coach was saying all this stuff about him and some other people were saying things about him to where he, he tweeted about it a few days later. And Tyreek Hill commented under under it, which shows me that they still have like I can't wait to see what their connection is like this weekend. We're getting to best friends, yeah, they're best friends for sure. But you know, I want me Cole to know that you know we brought you back on this team for a reason. We know what you can do. We know what you bring to this team. 
if we didn't think you could do, be this gadget piece that we needed you to be, wow. we wouldn't have brought you here. We would have went out and got someone else. So it really sucks that he kind of feels like he has to prove his stuff that he can be this guy. It's like, just play your game. Just, just play your game. You know that you're going to get limited snaps because you just came back. You've only been back with us for two weeks. Your snaps are going to increase as the season projects and goes on. Um, but I really hate that. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, over the next week or so, hopefully this Germany game, he can build some more confidence to not feel like he has to go out there and prove that he's this it guy. Like, we already know that you are. Just play your game and be you. So. Yeah, he definitely had like a personal chip on his shoulder. And I understand what he went through with the Jets and they definitely did not know how to utilize him whatsoever. So yeah. that was not a good fit. He ended up right back where he should be. So I agree. Right. I think he's going to realize that. Um, that was only his second game back. So yeah. I, you know. Still learning the playbook. You know yeah. what I mean? Like getting back acclimated. So that's okay. What are your thoughts about the Sky Moore situation? Because that has been a lot of drama this week. It, and it's been a lot of drama over the season, oh, right? But I feel like this week, it is like at an all-time high now for Sky Moore. Oh, yes. um, Sky Moore, man. <laughs> it's so hard. He does take accountability. So I, I appreciate that about him. Um it's not that I don't like him. I like him as a person. <laughs> I just think like everybody is a person. We right. like CH as a person. CH is a great person. He's hilarious. He's um, <laughs> there was like an excuse of like, oh, his arm was grabbed on that fourth and two where he was in the end zone. And it was honestly like the perfect throw and he should have caught that. And I think he knows that. Um, I know Andy Reid is going to have his guys backs, um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He dropped it. He knows it. It was a huge play that was a fourth and two, and you can't mess that up if it's a fourth and two because you don't get another shot. Yeah. And then you get a, once again, turn the ball over and give them great field position. Yeah. And it was just, it's just, it's frustrating. Um, yeah. I want to see the kids succeed so badly because I, I think the talent is there. He's just not executing. And that was like, we can touch on a little bit what Travis Kelsey said on his podcast this week of how they were just so embarrassed as a team of their performance. And they tried to go out there with like a purpose on offense and tried to like really do their best. And it just never, they just never found the momentum. And even like, and I'll touch on this when we get to our players of the game, but um, Justin Reed, you know, had that huge play on special teams and that was a huge momentum shift. And they still didn't capitalize on that. And that's like stuff you have to like capitalize on that. You have to make those things work. And I think they're so, I mean, Travis said he was sick to his stomach with how it looked like Denver was more energized than they were. And he said it's, it's accountability and he took full accountability. I think the whole locker room did. He said they looked at each other in the eyes the next day and everyone knew they underperformed. Um, No one places blame. I think we have a really healthy locker room. The fact, no one places like they're all really good friends. They're they're going to figure it out. All of them were like the loss was on me. Like I think I've heard that from at least three or four different players just over this week. You know what I mean? So it shows you that they're not like pointing fingers. They do have that great chemistry. I mean, this is a championship team. They just won another ring together this season. So they know what they're capable of. 
And honestly, I know it feels just, it feels horrible. I think the way that they lost, like, I don't know what's worse, this or them losing by one. I feel like this loss, losing by one, I'm like, okay, whatever, right? But this, this just, it showed just really how out of sync they were. But I do think that this is a team that can get it back together. I don't know how, though. Like, I don't think that it's something that's going to happen overnight. I don't think that this week is going to be just this magical offense. Oh, my God, all of a sudden they're, like, clicking. No, I think we're going to go through the leaps and valleys with this offense all season, unfortunately. But I do think they're going to be able to finally get it together. Absolutely. Very weird that you hold Mahomes to zero touchdowns. That's that's ever. Unbelievable. And we have been known to be one of the highest scoring in the red zone. Yeah. Forever. In the Patrick Mahomes era, right? So for this to happen, um, it it sucks. Because you can actually see the offense getting the ball down the field. They were getting the ball down the field. They were not converting in the red zone. So I'm not sure what that disconnect was. The play calling was bad. Well, they just had like... Chargers game was much better than the play calling. Against. The whole flow of that was, and they said there was mixed missed blocks, like yeah, and there were run the correct way. I mean, just they just kept shooting themselves in the foot yeah. over and over and over and over, and it just never got better. It was never fixable. Like it just no. Even on that final drive of in the fourth quarter where Mahomes had the ball again, I was like, I just I had this feeling. I was like, he's not going to figure it out. Like there's no, no there's no momentum. There's no flow. And he didn't. And he was, on like four, he was on like fourth and fourth and twenty six, and he had to throw it up for a freaking hail mary, almost in his own end zone. Yeah. And of course, it gets picked, and that was honestly a terrible hold on MVS. But even with yeah. that, we weren't going to win the game regardless. So right. At that well, point. and and I think you could also see the frustration on everybody's face too. You could see how frustrated Pat was, and I don't. I don't know. I've never seen him look so out of sync, right? So you That's know, the sickness here. got to him a little bit. Say that one more time. I think the sickness got to him a little bit because his mind his mind looked clouded. Yeah, seen that him. could definitely be the flu. The flu can do that, right? But he's still so much of a better player than that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, a lot of it for him is muscle memory anyway. And so I know that you know a lot of people in Chiefs Kingdom. They've you know they've talked about Sky Moore. They've talked about Rashi Rice continuously having drops, being that almost one wide receiver, but still having a crucial drop every single game. Like, yeah, he has to fix that. And there's so many things that could be better. Like Rashi Rice has been so, so good, but then he he's going to have a drop every game. Wow. And it's really, really frustrating. And that was such a good play, too. He was wide open. That could have been a touchdown. MBS, a huge drop, right? Yeah. So it's like every single receiver had something. And actually, we lead the league in drops right now. Yeah. So that's exciting. Love that so much for us. It's great. It's like 18 or something. Yeah. Like 18 love- drops. Like, what? What? Hold on to the ball. And I swear, every time someone makes a catch, I'm like, hold on to the ball. Just hold on to the ball. Honestly, we should make it a drinking game. Like, every time there's a drop, we would be dead, okay? I cannot believe that there's so many drops in every single game. So I will sense. say, though, I'm so – and people were giving Travis a lot of slander, too. But Tra- people were giving Travis slander because he came to go see the Rangers, 
the world champion Rangers who won it all yesterday. They were giving him slander for coming in, right? But yeah. yes, like, so if the Chiefs would have won, would that have been a big deal? No, uh, not as big of a deal, no. Right. I think if the Chiefs would have won, it doesn't. And honestly, the rumor is Patrick would be at the game too. He was sick. You know, Patrick's from Texas, Dallas. Yeah. Of course, he would want to see his boys win it all in the World Series. So, I mean, I do think that I'm, I'm really glad. I'm, I feel too <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, but I feel, yeah, because Travis is catching a lot of heat from it right now. But for me, the reason why I don't think it was that big of a deal to me is because Travis has played in the NFL for 11 years. He's not a rookie. Yeah, he has a few drop catches, but he'll still have a thousand yards this season. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's oh, still yeah. the number one offensive weapon that we have, and that's never going to change. So, and he continues to still lead by example, right? Yeah. So, I'm like, it'd be different if he was just like causing all of this havoc and all of this stuff on the team. He's not doing any of that. He's still no. a very positive leader. I mean, Travis didn't have his best game, but he wasn't the reason we lost. Exactly. So like, you got to take it for what it is. I mean, it wasn't yeah. the best look, especially with all the dis- drama and distractions that have been going on. But like, it wasn't his fault. So, yeah. I don't know. The defense, though. I mean, there's a lot of positive things to talk about with the defense so we can get into that. They even, yes, right. And even though they were on the field for what was the total minutes, let me look at this really quick. They were on the field for a total of Way too long. Um, I wanted to answer this earlier. It said, what does Lexi's shirt say? It says, Chiefs, the one where we go to the Super Bowl. And I wore it in honor of Matthew Perry, who passed away, because it's like Friends themed. And I'm a big Friends fan, and so is Chrissy. But Chrissy is actually sick tonight. I know Jeffrey just asked about her, too. Chrissy is sick tonight. so Yeah, she's sick. Send her some love. That's why, that's why I wore this shirt tonight. But anyway. So how long was our defense on the field for? <laughs> um, they were on the field. So the Broncos had the ball for 34 minutes, pretty much. <laughs> so the Chiefs office only had the ball for 26 minutes. So, I mean, yeah. if that told you anything. That it doesn't even feel like we had it that long, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, even, even with that, that defense, they were so good the whole entire game. So that's yeah. why I'm like. There, yes, there were still opportunities. There were still times when some of the corners got a little bright. Like, there was still a little bit of opportunity out there. But for them to be out on the field as long as they were, I will never, ever slander them. Because no one, no defense can go out there and do what they did and play at the high level that they did for that long. Yeah. Um, And Legereus Sneed, he was not playing his best call either. He was getting called a lot for holding um, and he, he was holding. So it's like, you can't, I couldn't even argue against those calls. Cause I was like, he was holding and granted we did have that really bad hold on MVS at the end of the game by their yeah. deep that was like horse collar that wasn't called. But at that point in the game, it like wasn't even worth calling, but yeah, Ladarius Sneed, he's got to, he has to clean that up this week. Cause you're going against Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle and well, and know what that was about I think this is like I think that was like his worst game in his career I don't think I've ever seen Snead play that bad before um so I don't know if it is I don't know if that is altitude or the fact that it was 20 degrees or the fact that he was just getting burned I mean we've played in winter plenty of times exactly we our stadium is based in Kansas City yeah (laughs) 
I don't know what that was about, but it felt like Spags needed to do something to help him out. You got to send some help over with him because he is clearly all of these penalties that he's getting. He's whole. I, I don't know what was going on there. He just he yeah. was not in his aim, a game, and that's not good, especially because we played really good offenses, right? Exactly. We played the Lions, who are really good. We played the Jags, who have a really good offense. So to see him go out there and have so many holding calls, it, it really just it it caught me way off guard. I mean, Trent McDuffie was great. Uh, Justin Reed was really great in this game, too. Brian Cook was really good in this game, too. I mean, Drew Tranquil was amazing in this game. There were a lot of people. Willie Gay was huge in this game before he went out with his injury. Wow. So, I mean, the deep, the defensive line was on it. You know what I mean? I'm, I love the fact that we can Yeah, Chanel had a great game, too. I mean, literally, we get aim every single player on this defense. I love that we can rush full four and make Yeah have that pressure, but I feel like maybe Spags needed to dial something up different to where, you know, maybe Justin Reed was in the box and adding that extra pressure. We did have three turnovers, but it's like we could not get off of the field on third down. No. Like, we can't get off the field their, on third Their run game is really good, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. That was – and we – yeah, like <laughs> we struggled stopping it every single third down, and that's where they just kept running the clock and keeping our offense off. And so that for our upcoming game against the Dolphins with Mostert, like they have got to figure out how to stop the run because if they can do that, it shouldn't be, yeah, it shouldn't be anything like what we just saw this last weekend. Um, but well, and just let's go ahead and get into player of the game because yeah. I want to think about something Justin Reed said about going into this game too. So yeah, who is your player of the game? So mine is Mr. Justin Reed. Um you're still blocked. No, I'm still blocked, Justin. This is my formal apology to you. Please unblock me on Twitter. Thanks so much. Love you. Uh, no. Um, no, I really do. Justin has been fantastic these past few weeks. I mean, like phenomenal. He is a game difference maker. His biggest play of the game, which I am so sad that it didn't turn into anything else because it was probably our best special teams play so far this year, minus Harrison Butker nailing every field goal and Tommy Townsend having some great punts. But aside from that, this is like our best special teams play we've had. And they went, I believe it was towards the end of the sec second quarter and Broncos went down. They were in field goal range. They were about to kick the field goal to get an extra yeah. three points. And Justin Reed, I mean, the second the snap went off, he figured out how to get around the outside guy and dove in there to block the kick and blocked an entire field goal, which is three points. He, he saved. very in sync with them. Insanely it was kind of scary. Or in sync, actually. Like, it was kind of scary, absolutely. I was like, okay. No one expected it. And I just, I exactly. loved seeing that. And I want to see that more from him. Like, I know he's dynamic like that. And yeah. Um, and I know he did, he had one touchdown scored on him, I think, but even regardless, that was an insane catch, I think made by Cortland Sutton in which he's made some great catches against us. Like I can't even be mad about that because his catches he made were so insane. Um, but Justin Reed, my God, he had, let's see, I think six total tackles, five solo tackles. It was one combined. He's just all over the field. He's a very, very intelligent player. He's very smart. He knows exactly where to be. He knows what the defense is doing. Him and Brian Cook, they make a dynamic duo back there. Oh, and Edwards, actually. Brian, yeah. Brian Cook is a dog. 
Oh, the yeah. back there. We are so lucky to have those three back there. He's so um, good. I, I've been so impressed with him and Mike Edwards. For his like, career, he's fantastic. Oh, my goodness. I've been so, so impressed with him. And I think that's due to having a guy like Justin Green to learn from. Yeah. Um, and, and Mike Edwards, too. Like, they're just phenomenal back there. And so... Justin Reed, like, please just keep it up. What you're doing is working, and he's just fun to watch. He's all over the field. He's making big hits. I can't wait to see him take down Tyreek on a few plays this week because, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers from the Texans playoff game a few years ago when we played the Texans. Um, he had some big hits, one against Travis Kelsey and one, one against Tyreek. But yeah. I'd like to see him do that on our team. I need him to do it more consistently yeah. with this Chiefs thing, please. Because we, yes. we clearly can see an interception. I would love to see an interception. Um, you can but, clearly see what you can do, Justin. Yeah, but he, every week. he's just fun to watch. He's dynamic. He's doing a fantastic job. So he's my player of the week or my player of the game this week because – that was just so fun, and I'm so sad our offense could not capitalize off of that. So I'm actually – this is going to probably shock you. And this the reason why this person is my player of the week is because I want to see more of him. I'm not seeing enough of him, and it's really making me angry. Uh, my player of the week is actually going to be Noah Gray. Oh, okay. Noah like Gray, when he is on the field, he is making an impact. He yeah. had two catches for 25 yards in this game. They were huge. The two catches he had were huge, right? I really wish I don't, and I don't know what Andy has dialed up for the future with the tight ends, but please start getting Noah Gray more involved. Every yeah. single time that he is on the field and he is getting the ball, he is making a difference. The yeah. guy is good. He is a dude. He yeah. is a monster. <clears throat> so I really yeah. wish. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I really wish we can get him the ball more. He's one of those guys on the offense that is making an impact. Yeah. Honestly, it's Travis Kelsey, Rashi Rice, Noah Gray, Justin Watson. Justin Watson. Yeah. Like that, those are the four yeah. dudes that are actually producing on the offense for us. And then Pacheco. Of Pacheco. course, Pacheco, right? That's but, a good when you're thinking like receivers, right? Those are the four that I'm thinking of. And Noah Gray has been just really, really good when he's out there. So I, I don't know what's going on there, but I really hope that they can just dial up some more heavier sets so we can see maybe him and Travis Kelsey, you know, in a 12. That would be amazing. Me uh, too. Um, I want to give a shout out to George Karloff this too, as our honorable mention for the week. We could say Harrison Butker too, because Harrison Butker again are only points for the freaking game. Nine points for us. And he flew game. Harrison Butker was sick. He also had the, the flu. Game. Yeah. So thank you, Harrison. We we appreciate you so much. It's not going unnoticed. And then George Loftus leads our team right now with yes. facts. He's uh 13th in the NFL or tied for 13th in the NFL with that. Um just kind of cutting out Chris Jones on that. Chris Jones and Mike Dana both have five and a half. So George, yeah. Georgie boys, yeah. George is I, leading with six. I'm so proud. I mean, it's very clear that George Karlaftis is going to have over 10 sacks. Oh, oh. Like over 10. Like George might hit yeah, like, he might hit like 12 or 13 sacks. And that's due to Chris being so heavily double teamed and triple teamed. Yeah. 
time. And Charles and Mike, they can all kind of capitalize on that, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually surprised we only had three sacks in this game since the week before we had six. I'm sorry. We had six this game. I think. Maybe. Oh, we did. We did have six sacks this game. (laughs) Do we have six sacks the week before, too? We have a lot the week before, too. Yeah, that's my point. So, I mean, it's nice, though, because everybody's literally eating. Everybody's eating. Everybody's getting it. Yeah, everyone's full. Everyone's everybody's eating. getting it, right? So, I'm, that is what I love to see, which is, like, why this defense is playing at this elevated level that they're playing at. So, let's go ahead and transition and get into Jackson. Yeah, we did have six. I just want to clarify. Right. Yeah. So we're finally going to Germany. Chiefs versus Dolphins going to Germany. The boys left today. I don't know if they've left yet. I think they leave tonight. Um, but they they head to Germany. Our one home game that is away Yay. is this week. Um, there's, well, a lot of, <laughs> there, there's a lot to discuss in this game. Uh Let's first start with Tyreek Hill. He has probably had so much media. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I think it's driving everybody nuts. But at the same time, fully expected, all of this media that is happening. Um, Oh, definitely. It feels like it's like it's such a playoff atmosphere. I love it. Sorry, I broke something on my side. It's definitely a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, everything went away. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but no, it's definitely a playoff atmosphere. Uh, I mean, Tyreek Hill, he's just, and, and and I'll be honest, a lot of it I haven't listened to. I've just been like, nope, scrolling past it. I don't want to hear anything that Tyreek has to say. I do know that Justin Reed was being a little bit spicy in the locker room today, too. He loves um, to be spicy. Justin Reed is always going to talk at this point. It's like, dude. Just make sure that you're back. Make sure you can back it up if you're gonna go out here and do all this talking stuff. What are some of your quick thoughts about going to Germany? Well, I'm excited. I I'm loving seeing all on Monday. They flew out Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, Dolphins Tuesday, I think. Dolphins, I think, arrived like Monday night or something or two. Yeah, like that. Um, so they definitely have the. Advantage of being there sooner than we are. However, Andy Reid, this is his way where he, mm-hmm. it was, I think, our last like very international game because Mexico City, we've played there, but that's like a two or three hour flight. This is like a seven or eight hour flight. Yeah. Or even longer than that. It's nine, I think it's a nine hour flight. Yeah. Whatever, however yeah. long it is. Um, it's very international. And so the last time we did that was in, back in 2015 and we played the Lions. Yeah. And we actually, the Lions left before we did. And Chiefs left, I think, same thing Thursday. And it worked out well. We ended up blowing the Lions out. And I don't think that's going to happen with the Dolphins. However, I do think I'm not super worried about it. Maybe I was I was kind of at the beginning because the way the season has trended so far is every team that arrives later has lost the game. But I do trust our training staff. I trust our coaching staff. I trust that they know how to make the best decisions for our team. So, yeah, they want to leave Thursday. They're going to, they left Thursday and that's just what it is. Um, There was a stat that was posted um, earlier this week talking about like dates that teams travel out to go to London and to Germany, because this is the very first Germany game. There's no more. Well, no, there is a 
Is there? There's another London game. Patriots. Patriots Colts or something. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the first game in Germany, but there was a stat that came out earlier this week and apologize because I don't know the actual number off the top of my head, but it was, it said something along the lines that teams that fly out on Thursday, I think like the win percentage, thank you, teams that fly out on Thursday, I think like their win percentage is like 48% higher than teams that fly out on I think Tuesday. they're doing some like testing too of like yeah. figuring out what works better and yeah. Especially with like the, so, I mean, whatever I trust coach, I trust whatever it is they want to do. If they think that this is what's best for the team, I'm totally fine with it. I mean, the only good thing was, is, you know, teams got to stay at home with the team got to stay at home with their family for Halloween and to do that. So I mean, that's cool, I guess, but. Honestly, my homes was still sick. Like come Monday after that game. Yeah. In Denver, so I'm like, I wouldn't have even wanted him to be on a plane on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. To get everybody else sick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, I'm, um, I'm really excited about this game. Oh. I think it's going to be very high scoring. I think our offense has to figure out a way to adjust and adapt this week because if they don't, they're going to get smoked by sure them. By well, um, and, you know, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is sick, and he did not go with the team. Correct. He's not traveling out. Yeah. And it sounds like he might have like the flu or something, which, and I don't yeah. want to speculate, but I mean, it's, no. it's clearly going around. I can't something. Around. Yeah. So he will not it's be traveling. Chris, he had something too. So, I mean, there's clearly a bug that's going around. So, um, but no, I mean, Justin Reese said something today when he was kind of chirping off at the mouth, but he also was stating, you know, what are some of the keys to winning this game? And he said it's stopping the run game. If we can, you know, apply that pressure and stop the run game and put them in situations where they end up in third and long, then, you know, they're not going to be able to go over the top on us because we'll be able to, you know, maximize on that and stop them. And I think that is a very great point. One, You already said it. Their, their running game can be very good against us. And we've seen what it looked like last week. Our run defense was not good last week. So we're going to have to be able to – make those adjustments, which you can see that that is something that was really big for them coming out of this game this last week is we know that this is where we have, we can go and stop. When you have someone like a Tyree kill and a waddle, like these boys are going to go out there and they're going to run all over the field. I will say it's great that we know Tyreek. We kind of created this monster that he is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we know how to play against if him. anyone knows Tyreek, it's the chiefs. <laughs> It's going to be Andy Reid, right? So it's going to be Spags, right? Yeah. Anybody knows how to play against Tyreek Hill, it'll be those two guys. So, um, I, was, and, you know, I was watching some of the film, like from their Dolphin or from the Dolphins Eagles game, the Dolphins Bills game. Yeah. And those teams, I mean, they kept them to their short game. They rushed the passer yeah. well. I think those are the keys to the game is just keeping them from those big explosive mm -hmm. plays, which both teams did very well. Yeah. Um, Keeping on plays and Tyreek is stoppable. I mean, yeah. he's, he's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but he is stoppable. All those guys are stoppable. Keep him um, on their yards. They're beatable. Keep so. him on their. Oh, they're definitely beatable. And I think that's another thing, right? Tua cannot have his have the ball in his hands. He has to have the ball in his hands. He gets the ball very quickly. Yeah. Right. He has to hold the ball, right? Yeah. That's the only – if he holds the ball, he's going to have those turnovers. He's going to have those fumbles. He's going to make those mistakes. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I love the fact that even though – I mean, there's a lot of positives, right? Uh, Chris Jones is the monster. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Chris Jones is the monster. 
Charles Menehue, dog, right? George Carlos, dog. <laughs> Willie Gay practiced today. It even went limited. Thank God. Thank God. Right? Because he is a difference maker when he there. Alleviate some of that pain and stress from Drew Tranquil, who is going to have to have a big week this week. Drew Tranquil. And I think that Drew can do it. I think I know that he's going to be able to do it. But if we've never needed him to truly step up to be that line, that LB that we know he can be, this would be the week that he has to. And really we did bring back um, Darius Harris as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last season, and he had some good moments for us last season. So I'm happy to see him back. I wonder if he's sure active. I don't know if they've elevated him or not. Regardless of that, like I'm just glad to have him back too. But I do feel like we still have good depth at linebacker. Um, I mean, like you said, Drew Tranquil, he's fantastic for us this season. He had a great game. I mean, all these weeks he's had yeah. for Nick Bolton yeah. done really well. So I, I trust who we have there. I, um, without Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, it's definitely a little that's more. Something I do think Willie Gay, I even if he's on limited snaps, that's better than nothing for me. So yeah. I think we but see do you that. think it's better to just sit him this week and then he has this week in the final? No, because I think we have two tough games back to back. I mean, yeah, luckily we have that buy in there, but for me, okay, this is my opinion. For me, this is a not. This is a conference, or no, divisional. What's the conference? Word? Conference game, right? Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> conference game, <laughs> AFC, right? This yeah. comes down. This is going to be a big thing for seeding later on in. Absolutely. The I think you play Willie Gay if he can play. I think you play him, even if it's limited snaps. I think you play him this week. Yeah. Rest him on the bye week. If he can't go versus the Eagles, I'd rather him go versus the Dolphins. Yeah. And because I'm okay. As much I agree. as we'd love to beat them again because of the Super Bowl and all that, as much as we'd love to beat them again, it's not as big of a deal. So Correct. for me, I'll play him this week. I 100% agree. I'm totally fine if he does limited snaps this week, maybe just 30%, 25%, 40% would be lovely. 50 would be amazing. Yeah. You don't know. And then if he sits, because honestly, the Eagles haven't looked that great either. Like, I think they've looked about like we have. Yeah, right. Like, so I mean, they're winning, but there's inconsistency. AJ Brown is a monster, and we'll get into that when it's time to talk about them. Yeah, but I feel like the I feel like the Dolphins have more weapons than the Eagles have. So we're going, and it is a conference game. So right, and this is going to come back at the end of the season between us, them. Well, between the Chiefs, the Dolphins, and the Ravens, I feel – and who knows? The the Bengals are definitely kind of finding their way back to who they are as a team. It's only week eight. Right. They definitely and, are. And um, we still the have Bills, to play those guys, too. We still have to play yeah. the Bengals. <laughs> Absolutely. So, a lot of these – every single game – and we said this, though, before the season started. It feels like the season really starts now. Right. It really so, does. Right. Yeah, it feels like the season really starts now. So a lot of these games are going to be very, very important going out. And if we if we lose to the Eagles, like, yeah, that sucks, but it's okay. It's not in our conference. It's not a it's not an AFC team, so we'll be just fine there. Um, what are your thoughts about the offense going into this game this week? Who has to be who has to step up? Who has to have? Hold on to the ball. Just hold on to the ball, please. 
I ask. Um, who has to step up? Who you know, stepped up? Besides you know, the person, Isaiah Pacheco needs carries. Not even going to give it to him on here eight last week. We need him to have carries. I want to see our O-line do better run blocking. We are like 20th, 25th in run blocking right now. O-line's pass blocking is fantastic, but our yeah. as a whole, they need to work on the run blocking. So I think if we get that together, get Pacheco some more carries, I think that's a huge key to this game. Keeping their offense off the field is a huge Absolutely. key. Just like the Broncos did to us last week. Um, yeah. And then we need – Come on, we need guys like MVS to step up. Like you have Absolutely. to make those You have to hold on to the ball. You can't. I mean, we. I would love to see McCole step up. Um, yeah. And this might be the game where they're like, "All right, it's three games. You're back. You should get it. You should fill it." Yeah, I would not be. I mean, and you remember last year we had that one game from Miko where he had the hat trick game and he just went. I guess the Niners, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe, I, I don't know, I could see maybe, I think this is also going to be a game of speed for us too. So I don't want us to get into a situation oh. like we were last week to where, <laughs> last week was really confusing because we were playing like we were down 20 and we weren't. Yeah. So I don't want us to get into a situation to where that actually happens this week. What if something happens and we do go down two touchdowns? The, do we we need to continue to run the ball still because Isaiah Pacheco is averaging six and a half every yard. I mean every you know carry. So I don't want us to out coach ourselves because not only did we outplay ourselves, we out coached ourselves last week too. So there's a lot that's of play calling was just horrendous. Like yeah. We just never, the prop, my, okay. My biggest thing was we never went for it on like fourth and one in the red zone. I'm like, why? You're not even going to try. I mean, and then they go for it on fourth and two, but you're not even in the red zone. He's, it's a long pass to Sky Moore and then he blows. I mean, it was a very our wide, receiver core, our wide receiver core as a whole has got to be feeling embarrassed. And yeah. I just need to see all of them step it up. I need to see them play like they're on the Chiefs, like they did last season. It's a very similar group to last season. I need them to yeah. show up and show out. And I honestly want to see Kadarius Tony with yeah. speed. He runs some great routes and we're not using him in that way. And I want to see yeah. him more in the, on the side role, you know, like more in yeah. the exit role. Like we're just not yeah. seeing that with him. And I feel like we saw way more of that last season. And for whatever it's really reason, confusing how they're using these players. But yeah. I mean, I will say though, too, didn't we say that we may be vanilla until now? We did. And so I'm that's where I'm really fingers crossed that we just see the end of this the could be the week that Andy's like, all right, here's the playbook from week one through week seven. Here's the playbook for week one, for week eight through hey, week 15, and then. Here's the playbook for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows what Andy has dialed up, but literally everybody has to be better. Like, every single person has to be better. And the Dolphins' defense is not good. They're not great. And I'm not no. worried about Jalen Ramsey. We've played him very well in the past. So Absolutely. And I'm not going to say that they're not good, but they're not great. We've definitely went against better defense. We've done that this entire offseason, whatever. Like, I was yeah. like, I've never been sold on their defense. They're okay. Right. But yeah. we should be able to the best teams they've faced have been the Eagles and the Bills, and they both beat them. Correct. 
So they've, <laughs> they've played more under 500 teams this season already yeah. than, and I mean, I will say like the difference is, is we, this isn't, this game is in Germany. It's not in the States. It, there is a time change. They did have to travel. I think that's going to affect both of these teams. So we'll see like how that affects them both Sunday. I can't believe we have to be up so late on Sunday. That, we'll see how that really affects. It, just, okay. it hit me again that we play at 8 30 on Sunday. I'm like, man. <laughs> that's so early. So I mean, waking up to stress. <laughs> just not even going to go to sleep, okay? But there, there's a lot. I think it, um, all of this under consideration is going to make a difference on how they play on Sunday. But at the same time, I think both of these teams will figure it out especially against each other because they both understand the severity of how this can impact. That's why it literally, it feels like a playoff game because you're playing for playoff seating in this game. Yeah. Teams know that. I think the dolphins have the chip of like, okay, everyone says we can't beat a good team. So they have that chip on their shoulder. Yeah. And the chip of the wide receiver core and people saying their offense doesn't look as good. And they had that really bad loss last week. Whereas the dolphins won last week at home. Yeah. Would be in kind of that, spell of like winning and maybe not you know maybe becoming a little bit complacent um or is that just the chiefs we win so much we always get like eh, all right um i don't know so I, I agree with you though i fully i think mbf has to show up as the veteran that he is like has to you are huh okay. and and I love you, MVS. You I personally, I want to see Scott Moore at all this week. I want to see zero snaps. You're to not Scott. Going to. <laughs> I want to see Rashi Rice have zero drops. I want to see McKinnon and Pacheco together as a duo doing what they do. Yeah. I want to see. I would love to see more KT, but are they still being cautious with him because he's an injury-prone type of player? That's what it feels like. Like they're, they're like, hey, here you go, and then all right, sit down for the rest of the game. I mean, so I don't. I would love to see the defense get like a pick six. Yeah, same. That would be amazing. Yeah. It, that would be fantastic. Um, Duffy, you're due for a pick, please. Brandon Duffy owes us two at this point. <laughs> like he still owes us the one from last season, <laughs> and he owes us one from this season. Dude owes us two at this point. So yeah. So, no, I, I fully agree with you, and I, I want to see Patrick be better. Yeah. I want to see him make better decisions. himself. He – it looks like he regressed back to his, like, old like, times of – 2020 time? Yes. I don't, don't want to see that Patrick ever again. So, we're going to blame him on the flu, but I never want to see him be that careless because that's kind of what it was yeah. ever again. And I love you, Patrick, but he got to take some of that forever, but yeah. <laughs> he got to take some of that accountability too. So for sure. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So <clears throat> what are your score predictions for this week? Oh Lord. Um, I was kind of thinking like a 37 or no, 30 to 27 Chiefs. Of course, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I'm never gonna not take the Chiefs, but I think it's gonna be close. I'm going 30 to 27. The the line for this is I think I'm sorry the point the point spread for this is 51 
So yeah. over 51, under 51, and I definitely think it's going to be over 51. I'm kind of like you. Actually, like, I think we win by one, like, between one to three for sure, like a 27-28, a 31-28, something in that window. Um, yeah. 8.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. Woo. But, yeah, I think we, like, and I hope to God that I am incredibly wrong, but I think we barely win this game this week. Um, just because there's a lot. Coming off of a bad game, traveling. There's a lot of adjustments that need to be made. And I know this team can make it. This this team can make all of those adjustments. But I think that we barely win this game. We go into the bye week. We take some time. Everybody gets healthy. They recover. They do whatever they need to do. And then they come back ready to go for the Eagles. But I, I, I do think this one's going to be a rough one. And I hope that I'm wrong. I hope I'm completely wrong. Yeah, I agree. I hope you're wrong too, but, no. but I think, I think it'll be close. I think we'd be silly to think it wouldn't be. So, oh uh, wait, before we get to that, do we want to talk about the other games coming up or not really? Oh yeah. I don't even, I haven't uh, looked at the slate. What's the slate? So we have, okay. So tonight coming up really soon here. So we're going to get out of here in just a second. We have um, Steeler or no. Titans versus Steelers, which I think will be a great game. Uh, will Levis, we're going to see if he's the real deal because he had a not. He had a no. great game last week. Yeah, he did. First game, three touchdowns to D-Hop. Uh, Who do you think wins that game? It's kind of on in my background right now. It hasn't started yet, but they just I don't want to take the Titans. I think the Titans win, too, easily. But I mean, the Steelers' offense is just terrible. They have a lot going on, and they do have a really good defense. But what's the thing? Is he hurt still? I can't um, have sleep. He got hurt last week and went out the game. TJ Watt? Defense. Yeah. No. 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 Minka? Minka? Minka. Minka went out. Yeah, okay. Um, I didn't watch last week's game for them, so I wasn't. Yeah, he got hurt and went off the game early, but I haven't heard an update on like and he might be playing today. I don't I I haven't Okay. Well then uh, the other two I was really excited about and looking forward to are uh 3:25 p.m. slate. You have the uh Cowboys at the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. I think the Eagles. I would love to see the the Cowboys pull a win out. I would love to see. I would love it. I don't want the Cowboys to win, but I want the Eagles to lose. Oh, Minka's an They lose going into their bye week, and then they come to Kansas City, and they they're like, forget Kansas City. You know what I mean? No. Maybe we need the Eagles to win so that they don't yeah. come their bye week. Like, because put it like this: Are the Eagles really going to Are the Eagles going to lose two games in a row? Would they lose to Dallas? Right, exactly. I don't know. It depends how we do. Are we going to lose two in a row? Two games in a row. Exactly. We've never lost two games in a row. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm I don't. I know. It's going to be a good game. So. So I kind of need them to win. I kind of think they I want them to win them. because they're at home. That's the only thing. Yeah. I think they're going to have the home. I think I kind of want them to win. I don't know. And then, and then you have the Bills and the Bengals on Sunday Night Football. Very good. Yeah, there's a good slate. There's a good NFL um, and college slate this week. Bengals, Ravens. Is that what you said? No, Bills, Bengals. Bills at Bengals. 
Bills at Bengals. Sunday night football. We'll probably win that. The Bengals? Yeah. I was um, looking at, I was watching <laughs> earlier I want them to win, of course, but I was watching something earlier and Bengals players were talking about Bills fans, Bills players, and they yeah. were like, y'all are trying to say that all of this happened last year because there's snow. There's no snow now, so what's up? So, I mean, they've been pretty chirpy with them, too. Oh, yeah. So I definitely think they got a chip on their shoulder. And it's in Buffalo? I think both teams do. No, it's in, it's in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, I think Cincinnati. I think they probably do, but I'd like to see the Bills win, which is so. Today, they can tie. They can, tie. <laughs> they can definitely tie. Tie would be amazing. Be fine with that. <laughs> um, Josh Allen practiced today. He did not practice yesterday. If you're a betting person, anytime touchdown for him. I mean, anytime interception for him. He's oh. still having that really bad shoulder injury. It, I yeah. think he's going to play because he understands poop. He's going right? to play. But that doesn't mean that he's he's pulling out his inner Patrick Mahomes. I'm 80% I'm going to go play in this game. Yeah. I think Josh Allen is really hurt. Um, and he's not getting his time to heal up correctly. Yeah. I think the Bengals' defense is going to try to attack him. Yeah, so, for sure. Well, yeah, there are going to be some good games. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great day of football. And hopefully the Chiefs get the dub so we can relax all day. Yeah, and not have to deal with a loss going through the box. Yeah, please. You know how many days that would be of stress? Too many, too many. (laughs) Way too many. Can't do it. (laughs) Way way too many days. All right, the game is about to start. So, you ready to wrap this thing up? Yes, ma'am. Let's get to the sponsor. I am not drinking today, guys. But I do have a lovely can of Ken with me. Dallas <laughs> had to go out last night and celebrate the World Series, so I'm hydrating, as you would say today. Uh, but shout out to Ken Seltzer, first black-owned seltzer in the United States. America, woo-woo. Very, very delicious. She's at America. Um, same so. thing. <laughs> right, same thing. Um, made of all fruit. No addition. Hi, Jody. Made of all fruit, no artificial sh- sugars, gluten-free, 95 calories a can. You can get it at 13 different locations in Kansas City. My favorite place to get it is Border Brewery. It is delicious. And just so you know, there's something special coming next. So they are working on their next flavor right now, too. Um, super exciting for them. I think it's something they want to release for the playoffs. Super cool. We'll definitely let y'all know when it happens. Uh, but yeah, go get you some Ken. And I think Lexi said we're going to be doing a giveaway soon. Right. We're going to do another one. So check our Twitter page, X page, whatever it's called. Um, I'm going to post it tomorrow morning. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to do another Kin Seltzer giveaway. So, yeah. I mean, and so I mean, pineapple and peach and delicious. lemon and lime, and it's just delicious and it's, it's natural so and good. And whenever I have to think of how to make it like a holiday drink. 
You could totally, we're going to work on that. We're going to make oh, it yeah. a holiday. Yeah. We'll have the time to do it very, very yeah. soon to figure yeah. that out. <laughs> well. Yes. Well, am I closing us out? Am I wrapping us up since our Chrissy is not here? Yeah, please close us out. Okay. Well, I'm going to do my best Chrissy impression. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us tonight on Kingdom Queens. We definitely had the flex from Tuesday because it was Halloween and we understand that it is Thursday. We are so happy that y'all tapped in with us tonight. Please, please, please make sure you are back here with us next Tuesday. And if you read the bottom of the screen, it tells you how to find us. YouTube, Twitter, hold on, wait. YouTube, Apple, Spotify. I'm like, let me go through all the music right first. Social media. We're on Twitter. Follow your queens. Follow the page. We're on Instagram. We're on. I think that's it. Facebook, Twitter. Facebook. That's what I'm missing. So if you're not following us, please, please, please go like, follow, subscribe, and share on YouTube. Please subscribe to the Kingdom Queens so we can continue to bring y'all some great content. This is our first time ever doing this together, Lexi. I know without, yeah. No, Chrissy. <laughs> I just want to say I'm the only one that's not missed an episode, so. I know, sorry. <laughs> Lexi's the best, guys. Sorry. She but I love it. y'all. We love y'all. Thanks for tuning in with Jody and I tonight. Yay. And it should be us again next week. So. Yeah, we'll see y'all next Tuesday. Bye. Bye, y'all.